Welcome to the Fisher's Life Podcast. We hope that what God is doing in our spirit-filled community will also bless you today. Get connected by following us on Instagram at Fisher's Life and enjoy this message by our lead pastor, John Hudson. Watching online, thank you for joining us whenever that is, whatever time it is, wherever you're at. We're glad to have you here and thanks for, uh, for being here today, those that are in house. I know it's a small crowd with uh, jobs have changed and life has changed. I remember in school that we actually got out on Good Friday back in the day, but uh, those things have changed. But glad to have you here, and the reason for Good Friday at noon is this is the moment that we really celebrate that, um, and I call it now a celebration, um, the death of Jesus going to the cross. This is the time that he is being lifted up and those hands are uh, nailed to a cross and he begins that three-hour journey um, from life to, to death. And um, this, this little moment is kind of a snapshot for me of, of kind of where we are in our world right now because in that moment as the horrific scene is being played out no one can imagine um, a week before or two weeks before this event getting ready to take place they cannot comprehend what is happening that uh, this man Jesus this Savior this man that they have followed for three and a half years that just set five days earlier there has been a parade in his honor that in this moment the darkness that seems to be overwhelming their world and isn't that a little bit of the snapshot that we have in 2022 it just seems as though not just here in the United States because there there used to be a time where people well they even had the coming of the Lord surrounding what happened in the United States I need to just make you aware that The United States of America is not the central focus of when God returns. It is Israel. It is Jerusalem. It is his people that will be the the center focus. Um, But it is. There's a darkness that has spread that, that is in our world like never before. And there's such a helplessness. I don't know that we've ever been able to see... Um, war played out like we are now, that it's live. You can actually see bodies laying in the streets and tanks being shot. And how that is going to impact the psyche of people is is going to, is is forever. We're going to watch this time to see how it plays out. And we've walked through the darkness of COVID and and China now, they're, they're having problems again. And there's just this there's just a sense, and I don't want to be, I don't want to be a, a negative person this morning, or I don't want to be that, but there is just this pressing in of heaviness and darkness, and that is the snapshot that those disciples felt in that moment. They had hung everything on Jesus. They had put every hope in him, and, and many of them, or several of the, the disciples themselves, had 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 attached them to attach their lives to him not just because they thought he was the messiah but because they were zealots and they they had a, an interest in rome being overthrown and they saw jesus as not an eternal king alone but an earthly king and when they would ask 
When are you going to establish their kingdom, their hopes, and their desires? Even just a, a day before, at the Last Supper, they're arguing. Who will be on the left and who's going to, who's going to be a part? Who's going to be the prime minister? Who's going to be the, the minister of war? And they're, they're, they're positioning themselves for what they think is going to be a dynamic shift in earthly when it's a dynamic shift in eternal. And what we, I get out of Good Friday is this. God has got this. I think that's the most important thing that, that you can take away from this day, that even though it seems dark and even though it seems discouraging and even though it seems overwhelming, God has got this. In fact, I, my title of this message is, If I Was God, is, I've Got This, Don't Worry. And we have to know this because even back from the very beginning of this of this week that is such a roller coaster of, of emotions, of highs and lows, and just the gamut of feelings that you're going to go through. Jesus has created every moment. I would suggest that because God stands outside of time, if you get up in the morning and you say, Good morning, Jesus, he's like, I can go along with that. Or if you go to bed and you get ready to go to bed, Good night, Jesus, he can go along. But he does not live within the frame of a day. He lives outside of the frame of time. So he's like, that's good that you say that, but I never slumber and I never sleep. And I love how the Bible starts in Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God. So we can take every other issue of the day, all the challenges of education and, and, and science and, and everybody, how, when was time to begin? All I, I have to start is with this, in the beginning. God. And so from the very beginning, before there was an earth, before there was dinosaurs, before there was whatever, and it was just cosmos, I'm still okay because he has it because in the beginning, God. And in that same book, the book of Genesis, where it says in the beginning, God, we also have a, a prophetic moment that we understand that I don't even believe Abraham understood as he says as the moment, as he and his son march up the mountain to offer a sacrifice and and Isaac his son asked he says dad we've got the fire we got the wood by the way that is something that is that is so powerful to me that Isaac had been around a dad that this wasn't the first time he had been around a parent that this wasn't the first time there was a sacrifice because as they go up the mountain he already knows something's missing because he said, Dad, you got fire, you got wood, but where's that sacrifice? And a son can only ask that question if he's seen his parents doing it over and over and over. But I come to the, the answer that, that Abraham says to Isaac in the moment. He says, the Lord himself will provide a sacrifice. It is a statement that I've got this, not just this moment right now. I've got a ram coming up on the other side. As you're marching up this side, Abraham, and your heart is heavy, and you're discouraged because you know what I've asked of you, on the other side is a ram coming up slowly up the other side, and they will merge and meet together. And it's a statement. This world's going to go a lot of different directions, and Israel, you're going to fail, and there's a Moses going to come along. There's a David, and, and all of them, are. there's going to be failure, but don't worry. 
I've got this. I've got it all under control. And even as we come to this week, it, it's, this, this moment isn't a moment of accident and coincidence. It, it's a moment that is premeditated. It is a moment that is calculated. It is a moment that is a, a statement. It's not something where this world has control. This is a moment that shows you that God is in control in the darkest times. I love our text this morning. John chapter 8, 10, verse 18 says this. No one has taken it away from me, meaning my life, but I lay it down on my own initiative. I've got this. I have authority to lay it down, and I have the authority to take it up again. This commandment I received from my Father. I have the right. I have the authority to set in motion. So know that this entire week that we're walking through this week, the triumphal entry was a, a determined act of Jesus. It was a pre-med. It was calculated. He put everything in place. He set the timing. He set the stage. He's the one that pushes the envelope that just before this moment. Because the Pharisees and the, the religious people of the day, they're fine if Jesus is just doing miracles and, and if he's, he's healing the blind and touching the, the deaf and making the lame. They're fine with this. But when Jesus pushes the envelope, and, and, and he goes beyond that, that next place. It's like, here is the line in the sand that we're drawing. And when he, he steps to a grave and he says, Lazarus, come forth. And suddenly a dead man comes out of a grave and comes dancing back to life. That is the moment that the Pharisees and, the, and the, just the darkness says, enough. We've got to, we've got to take dominion. We've got to, but it was God that set the stage. It was Jesus that set the stage and said, it's time because there's a Passover coming and I have pre-calculated my death. I've determined this is when it will happen. So when he said, I'm not, you're not taking my life, I will lay it down. When he says, destroy this temple in three days and I'll raise it back up, what is he saying? I've got this. He's got this. Sunday as we celebrated Palm Sunday and the, the triumphal entry and the amazing moment. It is Jesus that set the stage. He's the one. It wasn't a, there wasn't a committee meeting saying, hey, disciples, I'm thinking about this moment that I think today would be or this week would be a, a good moment for a triumphal entry. And let's, let's have a, a, a board meeting. Let's have a staff meeting. And let's... let's Let's talk about this. Let's, let's, let's discuss what weather. No, he just said, on this day, he got up that morning and said, today, I want you to go get a colt. There will be a man walking with a bucket of water, if I can paraphrase. And when you see him, follow him. When you get to his house, there will be a colt that's never been written. That is a God that has predetermined. He's a God that's setting in motion everything. And as he rides on that colt, puts, that colt comes, and they put him up on that colt, and he marches in towards Jerusalem. He knows what he's doing. Not only does he know what he's doing, but those, those adversaries of him, those Pharisees, those Sadducees, those religious of the peop 
they, they know Zechariah 9 and 9, where Zechariah said he will come riding into Jerusalem on a colt or donkey. They know the scripture. They know his actions are saying, I am who I said I am, and I have got this. And as palm branches are waving and, and people are excited, Jesus is there in that moment. And, and everybody, they're thinking, this is, the, this is what we wanted. This is the euphoric moment. This is the moment of possibility. This is the moment that we have dreamed of. That is the reason that you get to the, the Last Supper and there's the argument going on and the failure to wash the feet. There's just too much excitement. But just 24 hours, the excitement will turn to sadness. And it will appear as though Jesus doesn't have this. They even hear him in the garden say, if it's possible, let this come. I know what's coming. And may I tell you that the, the same God in the garden is the same garden that knows what's coming right now. That while us as preachers back on in 2020 and starting the year going, this is my 2020 vision, this is my 2020 vision, we had no idea what was in the cup of 2020. That there was a, a little thing called COVID that was going to rattle our world. But God, just like he was not overwhelmed by the cup that was getting ready, they didn't understand the moment. They didn't, but he had it. He had control. And as dark as Good Friday was, it did not overwhelm him. Notice this, that Jesus never got too enamored by the applause on Sunday. Neither does he get too overwhelmed by the jeers on Friday. Why? Well, when you know who you are and you know the destination and you know the plans from the beginning of, of, the, of time, from before time, you already know you've got this. There is nothing that overwhelms you. And so this, this moment, this week is not an, a, an event. It is a statement. It is a declaration. This is about once and for all who will be in control. It's about who will have power over death, hell, and the grave. It's about sickness having dominance or Jesus having dominance. It's about darkness dominating the world or Jesus dominating. And when we get to this final moment in just three hours from now, a little over, actually about two hours and 26 minutes, if it's three o'clock as he drops his head, and when we get to this moment and it seems the darkest and all the disciples have ran and Simon Peter has denied him and Judas has hanged himself and all of hell is celebrating and it seems as though darkness has won. We miscalculate because we're humanity. We miscalculate one phrase, it is finished to those that stood around the cross that day to those that were watching from afar from either side they both miscalculated a moment when he speaks those words and gives up his last breath the pharisees the sadducees those the flesh of the day that was opposed to jesus said yeah 
it's finished. But oh, how they miscalculated. And hell and Satan and his imps, as they heard him say those words, it is finished. And the party in heaven starts, the excitement. We have dominion over God. Oh, how they miscalculated. And when the disciples hear the words and they decide as they walk away, let's go fishing. Let's go hide ourselves. Oh, how they miscalculated the statement because it is finished was not about the last breath, but it was about the last power that Satan would ever have over you, this earth, and eternity. It now is in control of Jesus Christ, and that's why we call it Good Friday, because we now understand that he had it all in control. And as we, we, we venture from this moment of death until Easter, it can be a dark season, but never lose, never lose hope, never be overwhelmed that God is still in control. And I think that is such an important aspect to have in this hour, in this day that we live in, that we do not have to live in Good Friday is a statement to us. It is finished. You are going to be okay. Eternity is secure. Your hope is surrounded. You are covered in the blood of Jesus now. It is finished means sickness and sin and disease and death now are powerless Something transformed in me that I haven't ever preached, and I've done hundreds of funerals. But when we, we hit this string of, 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 of people being called to their eternal destination, it, I was grieving because I so desired the miraculous. I stood at, at the caskets of a, per, a person after person saying, God, would this be the moment? Would you raise them from the dead? And somewhere along the line, something changed inside of me. And I said, they did not receive, the, why didn't they receive their healing? Why didn't they receive their miracle? And it was so the spirit, I don't know why it took till I was 58 years to figure this out. He said, they did. They got their final healing. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more pain. There will be no more sorrow in their life. There will be no more cancer. There will be no more heart attacks. They are finished with that power and forever they are in eternity. They are forever victorious. And while it pains us here on this earth, they did receive their final healing and it is finished. They are victorious. Sickness, disease, death has no power. That is a statement that was made when he said it is finished. Satan, all his schemes, and all his plans are forever thwarted. He has, he had no power, he had no, but now everything is in God's hands. All power is his. Come to a close this Good Friday. The triumphal entry, the cross. This moment, Good Friday, is an everlasting statement that says, I did control all things, I do control all things, and I will control all things. He determined how. He determined when. 
He determined where. There were no accidents. I need that in 2022. How about you? I need to know when chaos erupts in our earth and then immorality is spilling out like a volcano throughout all the world and we don't have an answer for all the social ills. You can't hardly look at the news without there being a, a shooting somewhere in this country and violence creeping out all and it just seems like evil has 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 taken over when you watch what's happening in in the middle east and countries there that are they're continually fighting and you're seeing bombs and the nation of israel having to build bomb shelters and places of safety and you wonder where is god you see the, the events happening in, in the Ukraine and how horrible the atrocities are. You wonder, where is God? And then you see the events of nature, Mayfield, Kentucky, and, and down in, in Texas here the last couple, just tornadoes destroying things and lives being absolutely, dead, people being devastated. It's, where is, does he have any control? And I would say yes. And we say, why, why, why does it happen? I, I can't answer that. I'm like Paul, I see through a glass darkly. But I would suggest just as the people during that week could not comprehend why, why we could go from a triumphal entry to a, to a, a good Friday and a death, he was in control. And with all the despair and all the tears, and all the heaviness. We have to live through our Good Friday. We have to live through the difficulties of our life because somewhere there will be a resurrection. We now know, we now know well, well, it's so easy now because it's, it's easy to see past Friday when you've already seen Sunday. But when you're living during Friday and you're living in Saturday and you're living in grief and you're living in pain and you're living in sorrow and you're living in question, does anybody live there besides me? Why did all this have to happen? You have to know he's got this. And it's a good thing to know whether you're in a courtroom or a hospital room, whether life or death, Jesus has triumphed. And all things are in his hand. Paul wanted the church in particular to know this. And I think it's so important because sometimes we think this is the only, we're the only ones going through difficult times. And I, I, could, have, I could have went, almost every book that Paul wrote as I come to a close, almost every book that Paul wrote, somewhere in that book, to the saints, to the church, he wrote these words, all things are under his control because every one of those cities every one of those churches every one of those church communities every person 
was dealing with darkness that seems to overwhelm in our lives. And he wanted you to know that when you have your personal Good Friday and God seems absent and unaware, the same God that was at at the triumphal entry and the same God that played the cards that forced the hand of the Pharisees when he raised Lazarus is the same God that is in control of your life today. I love what Ephesians chapter 1 verses 22 and 23 says, and he put all things in subjection under his feet and gave him head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Can I tell you, God did this for you so that you would have confidence that everything is under his control. Stand with me this morning. For those that are online and that will watch throughout today and maybe this evening or the few days later, I want to leave those that are on jobs, sitting in homes, and overwhelmed with this hope. God's got this. To everybody in this room that has, is, or will walk through difficulty, Good Friday is your statement. That as dark as the situation is, there's a resurrection coming. And while it may not be the earthly resurrection, we may see that there may be, and there will be victorious times in your life. There's an old song that the Mark and Lori Crothers sang that is one of my favorite songs. It says, I'll be up again, just you wait and see. Hard times won't keep me down. They'll just drive me to my knees. There, while I am in prayer, I'll see the victory. I'll be up again. Just wait and see. And I'm here to tell you, whether it's on this side or the other side, and I believe on this side, you're going to be up again. Things are going to turn around. God has got this. Heads bowed. Lord, thank you. On a day that seemed so ugly and so dark 2,000 years ago, in a day that seemed overwhelming and discouraging, and anxiety filled the earth, and evil seemed to have triumphed, a time that kind of mirrors where we stand right now. There's not a cross and a body, but the same darkness seems to have just impermeated the earth. God, I pray that we would be able to take this whenever it became Black Friday and turned to Good Friday. We don't know exactly, no, but I pray this, that those that have and those that are and those, yes, that will go through dark times, let them have this confidence that this day, Good Friday, is their hope and their knowing that in my dark time, He has never left me nor forsaken me. That all things are in subjection to him. All things are under his feet. That they did not take his life, that he gave it. And that he has got this. Give us that peace 
in Jesus. Thanks for listening to Fisher's Life. Be sure to follow or subscribe to get the latest message every Monday.